right, and here we go. And you have heard me say on this podcast many, many times that the best part of it for me is to meet the amazing educators and influencers out there that I, I see on Twitter. And now I get to meet some in real life. And our next guest is definitely someone who his work I have been following, tweets I see out and always check in, work that she produces I make sure to read. And I'm just extremely excited and thrilled to welcome, welcome in Dr. Dr. Rosalind, Rosalind Washington, Washington to Stronger Together, Together podcast. podcast. How are you today? What's I'm going doing on? great. I'm doing great. How's it going with you? Uh, it's, it's good. good. It's, it's good. good. So, so I've, I've had, had the pleasure, pleasure of reading, reading your work and keeping up with what you're doing, but not everybody knows you. So share uh, your, your role, role in education and your, and your work. work. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, I always like to start off with the fact that I was an elementary school teacher for 17 years. I taught little people and I was a reading specialist. So I taught pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, and I was a reading specialist teaching K-125. Then I had an opportunity to support educators and students at the district level uh, as a digital learning specialist for language arts and literacy in Atlanta wow. public schools. Wow. So I was there most recently for eight years. And now I'm on the other side pouring into the future generation of early childhood educators as an assistant professor at the University of Delaware. So I'm really excited to be working with those folks who are inspired and charged to work with this current generation of children. Awesome. awesome. And, and not only are you doing that, that even once you go onto your website, you'll see some of the work you're supporting schools and districts around the country. Talk a little bit about the consulting you do. Okay, so I often sit down and brainstorm and act as a thought partner with schools and educators, school leaders, to look at exactly how they can take the instruction that they're doing, the pedagogy that their teachers are already equipped with, and add instructional tools, integrate it into it, and then just power it up, so to speak. Because I do believe that um, many teachers have the tools that they need instructionally, and they just need some kind of secondary supports for engagement and um, all of that, because I do believe that engagement is an equity issue. Okay? And so uh, uh, part of that then is reaching learners. Um, part of that might be representation and diversity, and then certainly quality of instruction, which is engaging students so that they can get that content information that they need. Oh, we got to dive into that a little bit more. Engagement is an equity issue. Tell me more about that. Engagement is an equity issue. I think it's Sir Ken Robinson. It's my favorite quote. And he says that, um, you know, we talk a lot about the dropout crisis. And those of us who work um, in that area understand that the dropout crisis is immense here in America. We have a number of children dropping out. But what we don't talk about are those students who stay in the seats, who are in the seats, but who are disengaged from the actual learning and who don't get anything from it. And oftentimes, if we look at the groups who are allowed to kind of just be there, we'll see them fall across a certain socioeconomic um, line. And so I think that engagement becomes an equity issue because it, it requires more work and more energy. And oftentimes educators who are in schools who are already doing so much work, so much energy, um, then are asked and taxed to spend more time and energy um, really engaging students. But it's important. That's the work. That's the crucial work that we need to do. So again, engagement is an equity issue. That's the work we need to be doing. Really engaging yes. students with representation, opportunities for dialogue, discourse, opportunities to create and not just consume, all of that. Absolutely. And yes. Thanks for correcting me. I think I had that wrong. I was just so excited to hear more from, from what you had to say. And you talk about, you know, you said something in your in your answer about doing a lot with 
you're doing a lot down here at FETC. So let's take a look at all the things you're doing. You have three sessions tomorrow. So talk about a little bit about what those sessions are going to be about. Okay. So when my folk come to see me, we'll get a chance to dive in. And I like to do equal parts dialogue and equal parts presentation. So they'll come and these will all be exploratory workshops. So they can expect to be talking, dialogue, moving around. So tomorrow we will do powering up with um, app smashing. So looking at how to make the most of the apps that you have, because sometimes less is more, and pairing them together in a very strategic, intentional manner to get the to get the bang out your buck across the spectrum that is literacy across the content area. Next, we'll look at this wonderful, nebulous, exciting thing called augmented reality and virtual reality and how we can use that to build background and engage students, again, for cross-content literacy. And then my favorite are dynamic tools, on interactive tools supporting cross-content writing. So we'll talk it talk about different ways and methods to write across um, the curriculum every day, all day, because I do believe students should be writing every single day. And I do believe in inform inform informational writing because we know once students leave us, the vast majority of writing they will do in their lives will be informational. And then lastly, on Thursday, an awesome, awesome thing which is keeping it all together, how to thrive with organized stress-free digital practices. We talk a lot about giving children choice. We talk a lot about engaging students. I think that teacher choice and teacher engagement is equally important. And so that's what is built into all four of these sessions is opportunity for teachers to have choice in the tools that they use, opportunities for teachers to be truly, truly engaged. Sometimes we see these sweep across um, education like you and I know the Bitmoji classroom. That was teachers trying to be engaged. We'll see teacher TikTok and that's teachers trying to be engaged. So let's look at some meaningful strategic use of digital technology that they can embed into lessons and instruction they already have to make the most out of it. That is amazing. That's, so those four great sessions, make sure to check those out. Um, and as you just heard, they're going to be engaging and be empowering, and you're going to leave with some of these strategies to put into your own practice. So that's a full schedule. How are you going to gain some learning for yourself, and where will you find that? That's an excellent question because I think that professional learning and setting up your own PLN is really crucial. So I'm excited to be here. And that's the power of a conference is getting to reconnect face to face with my own PLN, my own personal learning network. So I'm engaging in deep discourse with my colleagues and friends. So right now, everybody's talking about um, artificial intelligence and chat GTP. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had about that since I've been here. I'm wandering the vendor floor and the expo floor because as much as we think we're experts, and as much as we think we have the know-how, each of these tools is constantly being updated and turned up a little bit. There's always something new. So it's possible to get quite a bit of professional development here on the floor. And of course, I have my favorite sessions that I'm going to pop into yep. by some of um, my favorites and get some um, professional development in the sessions and in the workshops too. Awesome. So one of the things when I was looking at your sessions, I noticed besides what a great card it was, you had the Mardi Gras mascot. And you have a little fact about uh, Mardi Gras. Yes, so I am a proud Mobilian. I am from Mobile, Alabama, and that is the original home of Mardi Gras. We have the oldest Mardi Gras in America. New Orleans has the largest Mardi Gras, but many people don't realize that Mardi Gras originated in Mobile. And we celebrate it throughout the Gulf Coast, so Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, and uh, Louisiana. And because I'm a proud Mobilian, it's required by law 
that I bring that up as much and get into every conversation as much as possible. So I love uh, New Orleans. It's a city I'm, I've visited several times. It's a sister city to Mobile. And of course, I love all things Mardi Gras. Yes, and, and because it's a live show and we're here and have a few more days, I don't want anybody to get arrested. So if it's a law, let's make sure that that happens. And if you are here, please don't get arrested with all that is going on in the city. Um, so as you see the website scrolling at the bottom, I went on there, saw this amazing logo, um, and I got to unpack that as well. What's um, the meaning behind the larger A? And so the larger A is about keeping the A in teach. We talk a lot about technology, and I am a proponent of many digital tools, but I think that the teacher um, is the most important thing in the classroom. We know that teacher, um, the, the, the quality of teacher is the most important. And so I remind teachers that you matter. That A represents the art of teaching. The A represents the agency of teaching. The A represents the authenticity. It represents the, the affirming, the affirmation. So many powerful A words that teachers represent. And we need to keep it there in that word. If we take it out, it just becomes tech. And while tech is great, tech can never do what teachers do. So again, that A represents the art, the agency, so many different things that make up teaching. Just so powerful to, and, and, and such an important message in, in the profession when we get over, you know, burdened or overwhelmed. It's like, oh, we need to remember that and value the people that are in the building. It's yes. So important. Value the people, the skill set, uh, all the things that they can do. And when I share that with teachers, that's something that's a, that's something that resonates with them. At the end of the um, sessions, when I talk to them about feedback and everything, they're like, I like that A thing because you know what? We do matter. And so it's powerful. And I think that's that's amazing. So you, as we shared, have multiple sessions. There are some people I spoke to who are also listening and watching who are first-time presenters. What would be a suggestion to the first-time presenters? First-time presenter would be walk by your room early, familiarize yourself with your spot, get there early, just regular teacher stuff, right? Nothing new. Get there early, be prepared, have a couple of chords, chat up your AV guys, you know, get them to come in and help you hook up, um, work the crowd, be friendly, tell your stories, invite your participants to tell their stories because stories matter, right? And those stories hold the meaning of who we are and who we are in the classroom. Tell real stories of real children, tell real stories of real families, um, real colleagues, and allow people to build their understanding and their meaning in the stories. Give opportunities for dialogue, discussion, and hands-on exploration. And so those are my tips and tricks. And drink water. Drink water, for sure. Drink a lot water. of water. So that is awesome. So I'll get you out of here on this. I always ask our guests this because it's important to me for many reasons. But what does Stronger Together mean to you? I love that. You know, I was pondering that earlier. And I think it's it's a parallel message with the idea of um, uh, of together we can lean on each other because there are things that you are going to know areas of expertise that you're going to have that i may not have right and so sometimes as educators we can isolate ourselves we can isolate ourselves but we don't need to do that we need to work together stay together hone together build our community so that where one is weak another can be strong and we can learn from one another too often educators do not share their craft knowledge their how-to knowledge their little management tips or instructional tips but together we are stronger and we know more there's a new saying now that's really um, popular that the, the smartest person in the room is the room mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so I think stronger together echoes that and then I think it echoes again this idea of keeping the a and teach that's the personal it's the humanness and that together um, 
you know, we it's a puzzle and it's a beautiful puzzle and a community is made up of multiple people, multiple strengths, the multiplicity of the education community. Amazing. And there's going to be four amazing rooms tomorrow that you can be a part of for or three tomorrow, one Thursday for your sessions. Thank you for coming out. It is great to meet you. Thank you for all you're doing. And I can't wait to continue to see what you're doing to support the field. Thank you for this opportunity to come on and talk about the power of literacy and the power of um, teachers and agency and all of that. I appreciate Wonderful. it. We'll have a great day tomorrow. You're going to be busy. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.